0: Well, thank you for joining the uh, Grim and Bloody podcast. Uh, we're happy to have you aboard yet again. Uh, tonight, we have Mario Cerrito, writer and director of the cannibalistic horror film Human Hibachi. Uh, we're definitely gonna get into that and uh, find out all the good. And um, it, it's a good movie, it's a graphic movie. I think uh, if you're a fan of the cannibal uh, genre, this is gonna be right up your alley. Uh, but without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce my cohorts. I have Al Omega, host of Creature Features. How you doing now? Hoarding away, Hort, <laughs> hoard, hoard, hoard. you're a hoarder. Oh,
1: uh, hoarding. I'm a cohort.
0: Oh, okay. I was just say, if you had an amount of the toilet things. paper in your living room, I wouldn't, uh, I one wouldn't hold it against you. Of the
1: apocalypse. Yes,
0: <laughs> Joe Flynn, Create TV. How you doing, Joe? Uh, doing great. And Kevin Nicholson, writer of Horror News Net, writer of it was oh my god, what was the name of the uh, oh,
2: writer of a lot of a lot of things, Cin- right. Cinema of the 70s magazine, Net.
0: Yes, yes, yes. People that like was in that the magazine. show notes for the last episode. Definitely check it out. <laughs>
2: but, you know, you know, it, it, it's always nice to have the dry humor of Alan make to start this, uh start the show. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I, uh, I think we if we had five fans, we have now four uh, <laughs> you know, maybe, but uh, it's uh, I love it. I love it. I'll keep bringing it.
0: our listeners are growing. Now I see the numbers. You know, you know, they're listening cute. to us, or maybe they're dead and they just didn't turn off their phones, or you know they accidentally hit it and like ah oh, whatever. I'll hey, I'll it. take that. You want hey, phone? I'll take it anyway. I can get it. <laughs>
2: okay, that, that was enough of a pregnant pause, like William Shatner style. That you just uh, it, it, you just oh. you, you just left us with me, Anthony.
0: <laughs> Come on. Well, as uh, many of you know, we are doing a live screening April eighth. Uh, we put out a call for submissions, and we were humbled because we had many, many. Uh, willing to come on, Um, and a good number of those were from uh, submissions that were already uh, preparing to be part of the uh, 2021 festival happening in San Jose, California, uh, this October or November. Uh, So pleased to say that we have our selections. Um, We actually have filmmakers that will be uh, representing every film. Uh, So we're going to go a little bit over an hour, maybe hour and 15 minutes, make sure everyone gets uh, enough screen time. But uh, everyone who got selected was um, uh, game for coming on and uh, talking about it. So that's awesome. That's exciting to see um, people who want to come on and spend some time, even if it's only for 20, 30 minutes and uh, talk about their work uh, to a live audience. So excited to do it. Uh, April 8th, starting at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on our YouTube channel. That is the Grim and Bloody Theater. You can also go to deathparadefilmfest.com. Um, but without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, introduce Mario. Um, Human Hibachi. Uh, that was uh, one hell of a movie. I thought um, that it had basically all the elements that you'd probably look for in a, uh, a cannibalistic movie uh, with a, a different twist. This wasn't your um, your green inferno, people that are wandering you know, into the woods and then something completely different. This was more of like a, a contemporary kind of take on it. Was that uh, your vision too?
3: Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, When I wrote it, I kind of wanted to do something that I don't want to say never been done before, but like something that was just different, you know? Um, uh, I had done, you know, two other films prior to this and they were just more your, you know, run of the mill thriller horror films. And, you know, they both got distribution, but you don't see anybody really watching them. So when I did this movie, I was just like, you know, I got to do something that's really just going to stand out, and that starts with the title, and then you, you know, that's kind of how I wrote the script. So, yeah, that's kind of how the the idea started.
4: Cool. And what what made you come up with this concept uh, for your film?
3: Funny enough, uh, I was out with my brother-in-law. We were at, you know, you know, you go to those like hibachi restaurants and. uh I think we were drinking some wine or whatever and we were talking and uh he was like yeah we'd be, wouldn't that be crazy if like you know these people after hours started uh serving up humans to people that came in and that's really where the idea blossomed then i was like yeah and that was like five or six years ago and i just put the idea away and then after i got done my last film i i wrote the script i just started you know snowballing off that idea And <laughs> it's it just you know that's how it started i
2: noticed i'm guys- uh, oh, sorry joe please go ahead no, actually, it's Al, but I can see. We can oh, use it's Al. Sorry,
1: please time. go ahead. Both horror hosts. You know, I noticed that there were um, elements in it as I watched it that were humorous. Yes. Uh, and I, I was wondering, were you were going for a few laughs in there? Or- 100%. Or- uh, yes.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like the whole genre, really, it's like, I mean, I would almost classify it as horror comedy for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so what happened was um the cannibals, you know, the the guys are come into the the uh, restaurant, uh they um I told them they could go just go off script and because they had a good chemistry those guys and yeah. yeah, and I was just like, "You know what? Just just have fun with the script." Uh I, just because you know, the material alone um to make light of it is kind of what made the the made fun. You know, it became funny. Which is what's really I I believe if it if it stayed serious, it wouldn't have worked as good as how they pulled it off. And I yeah, agree. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the comedy really really helped the uh, the script. Can I can I spoil a scene? Sure. Uh, for me,
1: the one I, I really liked is when uh, towards the end there the the chef has a bowl of bits and he starts pulling stuff out sort of like a magician pulling that right. silk scarf out of his sleeve. that just never seems to stop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. know
3: that one. Like guts, yeah. Just keep yeah. pulling more out of. I yeah, love it's that. Funny. It's, that's what it was, man. It was like kind of like uh, over the top, and uh, I just had fun with it. It was, it was totally different, and um, you know, it was just something. Just it was fun. I, I enjoyed every bit of it. I
2: have it's to good. say that one of the things that had one of the scenes that had me laughing um, was was, was towards the end when the cops come, uh, you know, come in. Yeah. and you're thinking okay this is gonna revert back to something slightly conventional right. cops bust up uh you know bust up this cannibal monster ring All right and it, and it turns out that <laughs> they're in on it too. right yeah, exactly right and uh I, I, I like the guy going, you know, going around and, and saying that's okay. A hey, hey, black guy, they're they're us. <laughs>
3: they're they're one of us, yeah. And then he's talking about how he likes his own meat, right? Yeah. That's
2: it. But then, and then <laughs> I kind of got the feeling on that, and this is where humor and horror, where humor and horror really work. I thought that the little meaning behind that was sinister. Exactly. That how far does this cannibal group grow, uh, go in right. this in this town? Exactly. And all this, uh, and all this stuff. Like, who's in on it? And uh, cops are in on it. Yeah. You know, judges. Uh, you know, Is it's, it's the mayor in on it? It's, right, know, right. Or what kind of but,
3: town are these people living in,
2: really? Exactly. <laughs> but it's right. no, it think, very funny.
4: I don't think I want to go visit there, man. I might get right. eaten. No, exactly man.
3: <laughs> and you know it's it's funny is like uh it, you know and 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 what's crazy is the film is really like started taking off in asia which makes me wonder uh
4: <laughs> yeah <uh-oh.
0: laughs>
3: it really is like i i looked at the youtube like on the trailer <laughs> you can you can see statistics on the trailer you give them ideas yeah yeah it's crazy
0: Looking like that human hibachi shirt, I, I want the shirt. I want a black XL, twenty five dollars. That's fine. I just want to wear it in the mall and see what people look at. They're like, I
2: what know what the bro, f is funny, going
0: man. on with that guy.
2: <laughs> so if you funny. go online and you see that uh, your film is doing well in tribal cultures in, in, in Angola or something <laughs> like that, yeah, it, after- yeah,
3: like Philippines, it's really, really doing well for some reason.
2: You have to wonder. Okay, do I really want to go visit this country next? Uh? <laughs> exactly, man.
3: It's uh, uh, it's crazy. I've sold. Listen, to this. The DVDs have sold more out of the country than in, which is nutty. I can believe it.
0: Yeah, yeah, Germany, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah, like yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, I, I mean, and, and that's the thing. Like, as an independent filmmaker, and you know, when you do this stuff, again, like I've made two other films that were just your run of the mill mainstream thriller films that you and then i'm thinking like all right so how do i get something that actually like strikes a quarter or, or makes somebody wonder you know what i mean and that's why I, this film came about because i wanted to do something that you know it, it sticks out there's so many movies out there you know especially now everybody's doing a movie and uh that's what's different about this film is is it makes people wonder or want to see it or you know
4: But
2: well, well, let me I tell you go ahead what
3: made me wonder is when you you cut the one girl there at the end and then tell him yeah Give
1: her 10 or 15 minutes to bleed out. Let me tell yeah. you, it takes a lot longer than that.
2: <laughs> yeah. You got to yeah, hang right. by the ankles. And it'll yeah. take a couple
1: hours. It could, yes. Yes, I know. Absolutely. Been there.
2: <laughs> I have a question for you. Uh, you know, for you, we talked about this actually a little bit before the show even uh, yeah. began. Um you you seem to have a fondness, and this is one of the things I really appreciate about this uh, this film. And and so far from what I've seen of your work, mm-hmm. a fondness for practical effects. Yes. And uh, you really you don't see uh, a a CGI effect really that I can tell in this film. Mm-mm. And that's what good. Is it's your, all very real. Yeah. What's your what's your idea of practical effects versus CGI?
3: all right so i i i mean number one i always think practical effects are going to look better if they're done right you know um just from being a horror fan um you know i look at the films that were some of my favorites and they have practical effects uh anytime you know i pick it out right away if i see cgi and i know it's CGI oh, yeah. and, you know what i mean that just it's That's it's that easy It it is, and it takes you away from, in my opinion, it takes you away from the moment of what you're trying to watch. Yeah, because you
0: now know that somebody went back on a computer and added this stuff in.
3: Exactly, yeah. So, uh, and number two, to answer your question, Kevin, um, they cost more. CGI is going to cost you more um, as an independent filmmaker when you're working on, I mean, I did this movie on, like, 2500 hours. So, you know how much, like, a CGI CGI effect is going to cost you 2500 hours just for, like, one scene. I mean that's that's you know these guys really try and extort you with their with their prices and i don't do that i'm not a uh i'm an editor when it comes to like your raw footage but when it comes to anything like um that i don't know how to do it so i would have to pay somebody big money to do it so i'm going to always going to be doing you know in camera we call in camera effects
0: 2500 for a feature
3: yeah 2500 wow. for the feature yeah, yeah um yeah, most of the money was spent on, like if you've seen that um, that torso that was in the- um, Yeah. Yeah, so that was something yes. that I, I spent some money on. That was a custom mold that I uh, I had a company do out of LA. Um, you ever hear of, I don't oh, know- if Of you course. Know, it's called dappercadaver.com. They're really good. Oh yeah, uh, yes. I have some of this yes. stuff. They're, they're phenomenal. I mean, their effects are great. Um, but you know, uh, stuff like that is really where the budget went. Um, and uh, yeah. Good.
4: Where I should go? Uh, yes. So Mario, can you tell us a little bit about your cast? Yes, I can. Um,
3: any any specific questions or just in general?
4: Uh, well, no. How did you uh, create these roles for the characters?
3: Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. So, I wanted obviously I wanted to have Asian Americans in it. Um, so, which was actually hard when it came to, there's not that many Asian Americans on the uh, East coast, uh, to begin with. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, uh, that was a bit of a struggle to try and cast it with like, like the restaurant owner, for instance, uh, Waterloo, he was number one, he's a great guy. And, um, he was just a phenomenal talent. He, he's just, he really sold that role. The guy that owned the restaurant in this movie. Yeah. he's um, professional. He was just he's, he's an overall he's actually a psychologist and he just he just really understood the role. And he's Japanese. So he understands the theme. And he was perfect. He's a he's a great guy. But then, like, for instance, like, uh, all right. So, like, to get the chef, I needed to get somebody that knew I didn't want to get an actor to, you know, start cutting up meat because I didn't think they would know how to do it. Like this guy was an actual chef, you know. So I had to ask Watero if he knew anybody that did hibachi or did, uh, you know, another style of cooking. So he brought him in and uh you know we just put together a case i had open auditions in philly and uh you know I, f- I picked the best people and you know they all did a good job
4: all right. yes they did
0: i had a question that that would basically um expand on on what joe asked um now when you're um you're looking for members of the cast and they're reading a script and I'm I'm pretty sure this question probably came up before. Did you have any that uh, express any hesitancy about performing yeah. any of the uh, the scenes? And yeah. what was your kind of um, reasoning to say, well, this is my vision, this yeah. is how I plan to execute it. Uh, like, What was your thought process w- when yeah, those questions so I, came in?
3: Yeah, so that is, it's funny you ask that because I'm having trouble casting. Well, I had trouble casting the first one, um, but I'm having trouble casting the second one as well. So what it is is it's the content. So an actor when they read a script or they they want to know what it's about. They're going to they're going to read it and they're going to say is it good for good or bad for my career. And yeah. yeah and that's the main thing they think of. Is it good or bad for my career? Um so yeah, so a lot of times you got to tell them not it, it's weird. You're not telling them anything. You're just telling them like a film that like this is going to get you more exposure good or bad whatever it might be than a run of the mill film which there's again, there's a lot of them and that's kind of how you sell it as a you, know, you got to put your producer hat on then and you know some are going to say no i'm going to pass and you just got to find the ones that are hungry and um you know the what happened honestly dude one of the actors on this movie uh, you know the guy that had the penis in his mouth yeah uh, yeah he uh you know what happened was he was all for you know uh making the movie and then seven months down the road he wasn't for it so that's things you got to deal with. Like then he's saying, you know, I, I kind of don't want that in there. They get second thoughts because of the content, because of what it could do to their career. If somebody screenshots that and it goes on Google Images. It's always going to be there. So, you know, that you deal with that as a producer, you know.
2: Oh yes, you know, and it's, it sounds you know, like something that you're 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 having to impress upon uh upon the uh the person you're looking to hire. Right. That it, you know that you know. Do you do you want to be an uh, an actor or an actress? You want to take a chance, exactly. Get a chance.
3: No, you're right. Exactly, and that's what it is. It's uh, it's taking a chance. And I tell them, a- again, man, and and see, I'm one of the most down to earth guys you ever meet. I tell them, I'm being honest with you. Like you know, listen, there's a, there's a million actors out there. I mean, unless you're like Tom Cruise's son or somebody, you got to make your you got to stand out somehow. You have to. I mean, who's gonna notice you today? You know. That's hey, how I right.
0: feel, and especially oh. about. Um, there's there's some parallels here of what you're talking about, and from an outsider perspective, who enjoys right. horror with the Human Centipede. If you guys yeah, exactly. remember that, oh, Tom yeah. Six's movie. Yeah. Um, and when I was watching, it, I'm thinking, God, this this is some gruesome stuff. Yes. On the other side, I'm thinking, you know, the actors. You know. Yes. What are you guys thinking? You know, going All into right. this. But then again, did anybody know of Dieter Laser before the Human Centipede? Before oh. you, you oh, saw yeah. him, right? I mean, he made, oh, a, you're right. made a name for himself you're, exactly. in this you know, movie, you know, right?
3: You know, it's funny you said that. I was talking to the uh, the Asian actor in that movie, uh, Human Centipede. I forget his name, but you know, he was one of the the main guys, the Asian, that was in it in the first one. Mm. Um, I was talking to him about acting in Human Hibachi uh, 2. I'm actually still talking to him about it, and uh, the only reason I know him is because of Human Centipede. So these exactly yeah it's very real
0: what you were saying is very real, and it's already happened um and like you said unless you already have an established name right Mm -hmm. um this is although it's going to be it's a unique way people will remember you from this movie and they're more importantly they might remember your performance in the movie so if you're going to do it and uh, honestly you had a game cast watching that those guys that were on the film they threw themselves in it i think that's what elevated the movie further i agree Um, and um, I, I really, I do believe that because I've seen it firsthand. The you know yes. actors that come in a movie that is gruesome, that is controversial,
4: exactly. um,
0: that many will probably reject it. Say, I can't believe I watched that. You'll remember the faces in there. It's just like it's, it's ingrained in there.
3: Exactly. And that, and that, and again, as an independent filmmaker, uh, your main object. I mean, if you don't have that as an objective, you shouldn't be doing it. Is to get some kind of notice get noticed. I mean, how else do you get noticed if you don't have a million dollar budget? You know, I mean, that's just the, that's just the raw honesty. Now that could be the uh, the
0: topic for what well, we want to touch on next with um, as far as initial distribution. Um, now with uh, um human Hibachi, I understand that you submitted it to Amazon. Yeah, and they rejected it and um, you didn't stop there. And uh, you want to talk about what happened uh, at that yeah. point on?
3: Yeah, so um, all right, so learning off experience. My first two movies, I did the traditional way where I would just uh, I mean, not saying just it's still hard to get distribution, but I gave them I gave the films to distributors and uh, you know, they placed it on Amazon cable television, all that. Um, and I was like, you know, I think with this film, I feel that it because it's so niche, I felt like I wanted to do like a self distribution this time. So I, uh, I tried getting it on Amazon. Um, and they they rejected it they said you know due to graphic you know material that they can't put it on their site i asked them what it was and they literally screenshot it and sent it back to me it was <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah yeah it, it was the penis stuff and all that and i said oh. well yeah and I well, said, at least well, they were honest right they were honest right and they said if you can cut this or blur it then we will we can reconsider and i didn't want to you know I, that was i didn't want to go against my vision so I said, okay, well, we're going to forget Amazon. So I said, now what? So I said, uh, I guess we'll put it. I, and the film had already had like a little, little cult following on like Instagram. So. I and it said, ran in
0: two festivals. Congratulations.
3: Yeah, 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 it did. And I said, what I said was, uh, I'm going to put it on the website directly. And, you know, and, I, and, and what I was thinking is then I can keep a hundred percent of the sales too. So I put it on, uh, which actually worked well. I put it on hibachi.com and, uh, then that ran its course. So I made the initial rush of sales and then I said, now what, you know what I mean? So you hit another roadblock cause now it slows down. So, uh, I hit up uh trauma and, um, I said, you know, I think this would be up your alley cause they're into that horror comedy kind of thing.
4: Oh yes, they are.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they, they loved it. They loved it. And they said, listen, we're going to, we're going to take it on and it kind of landed with them. And, uh, yeah, so that's where it's at right now.
0: I wanted to um, really quick uh, provide a little bit more emphasis on the film festivals. Now, we run a film festival, Death Parade Film Fest, and uh, for our inaugural run, uh, Mario, uh, we received close to 20 feature submissions, Um, and and we had enough room, because it was a one-day festival, we had enough room for, for two films. Um, you can imagine festivals that have, you know, more days, sure. um, they're going to receive more and more, um, you know, more well-known festivals that have been around the longer They're going to receive more, uh, but for the inaugural run, we received at least, I'd say 25. Um, and when you only have one day of programming, um, every minute is pressure. It has to be accounted for it. You want to put the, the best content uh, possible on the screen. Um, and we had two slots, right? Um, two slots for feature films and there were at least 20 that submitted. I think it was probably closer to 25. Um, so having a feature um, being selected into a film festival that has very limited amount of time um, is is a, a, a definitely a recognition. I want oh, you to yeah. understand um, from our point of view, um, if your film is selected as one of the two features, um, that is an accomplishment. Um, that means there was 90 minutes of quality entertainment that the, the festival goers or the festival uh, um, coordinators uh, saw in your film. Um, exactly. So, you know, hats out to you. Um, this, you know, it, it premiered in front of two game audiences that were, they, they enjoyed it. The uh, the yep. festivals uh, definitely saw merit in putting your festival in there. So uh, I just want to congratulate you on uh, on the two runs.
3: Hey, man, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, uh, I want to
1: backtrack for just a second. Uh, when we were talking about the the restaurant owner, um, yes. I, he reminds me very much of another actor and I, I couldn't quite pull up his name, and I've got it now. Uh, Hiro Yuki Tagawa, who uh, has done a lot of things including, uh, I think he played the Bad Man in, in uh, the remake of the 70s Kung Fu movies and uh, Planet of the Apes. He's in oh. like most of the Mortal Kombat movies. He is yes. the badass Asian dark guy. Oh, no, and, so <laughs> And I, I really see that the store owner really felt the same vibe, very professional yeah. vibe. Get him back if you can.
3: He's uh, He is in the sequel, um, but you know what's funny when you watch it, it's only a little bit piece, uh, but I had to get him back just because I love the guy. He's, he's just an awesome guy to be around. Um, and yeah, I had to bring him back. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got a good feel to him as, as a villain. Yeah. He really does, man. He's he's a super positive guy
2: too, and uh, <laughs> he's awesome.
3: see that. Believe it or not, yeah. It,
2: that's what I what I found was interesting about the film, is that I don't think there was a single actor in your cast that wasn't convincing, as yeah. uh, in in their uh, in, in their role. But yes, they, they definitely. There seemed to be a likability with yes. uh, with. Uh, I like Stafford's uh, character, Bobby. Dude, man. <laughs>
3: no, Stafford's a good guy too, man. That's the thing. Here's the thing. So uh, I'll be completely honest. All right. So the other two movies I did, man, I had so much trouble working with actors. Like a lot of them can be divas, and you know, and and I was oh, like, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I mean, seriously, like I've had problems with my other movies where like these guys were just like they thought they were bigger than life. So when I did this movie, I literally, would, I carefully selected who I wanted in this cast. Every, like you just said, Kevin, every single person in this film, it, it became a real family. And, and and everybody let their attitudes at the door, and they just, we had fun. And and it kind of put, you could see it, like that the people just enjoyed each other.
1: Having worked in, in small uh, movies myself, mm-hmm. uh, I can attest it certainly more often than not people just want to come in and make the best movie possible yeah they know they're fucking the odds and they're hoping they're they're For hoping it. they're going to roll the dice good and then come up with something really sweet and they want exactly. that
3: to happen exactly and that's kind of yeah
4: yep uh, uh, oh no trust me i've been in a sequel to a movie that has been nominated well i shouldn't say nominated but is up there with some of the uh, worst movies of all time so Why not?
0: you bring Geely
4: no <laughs> but it, it and it's fun it's a compliment because I you know I know the directors and they put their hearts and souls just like any filmmaker they sure. put their hearts and souls into their film projects regardless of whatever the movie might be about. And so, you know, I give all directors their credit, their due, because it's something they love to do. It's a labor of love, man. It really is. Um, human hibachi
0: circles back to our first podcast uh, when we had todd jenkins on uh, we had a, it was a great interview but uh, he experienced similar trouble with uh, cherokee creek um and when i was watching the movie i'm like this reminds me a lot of uh tom jenkins effort uh, but he didn't stop um when amazon refused him because of the content i don't even know if they responded to him um, as they did with you, I, I don't recall that. Guys, uh, yeah, Amazon yeah. actually gave him specifics on yeah, um, him like on that. what was in the movie. <laughs> um, I know he had trouble because it was listed and delisted, um, but neither of you guys stopped when you know you yeah. saw the stop sign. You, you continued on, and uh, I want to applaud you guys for just pushing forward. Neither of you sacrificed your vision. Even when Amazon yeah. kind of gave you an olive branch and said if you blur or remove these parts out, we'll reconsider. Exactly. Um, you just forged ahead with your original vision. And uh, that takes serious guts, especially when, you know, a major distributor like Amazon um uh, says, you know, we're willing to let you on if you're willing to compromise. And you didn't.
3: Yeah, you're right. And you know what's funny is I uh, I went to a another distributor after they passed after Amazon really passed, I went to another distributor. And they had said the same thing. They they were like, you know, uh, we're not going to take this on unless you blur that out or cut. And I was like, if you watch, obviously, when you watch a movie, I can't cut because it's it's one take. It's there's not different angles. It's it's you know what I mean. It's uh it's just done on one take. You can't cut around anything yeah, or even blur it, uh, right? Not even that much. Yeah, they wanted me to blur it. So uh, this was it. Now this was a distributor before I signed with Troma, and I was like, oh, and I thought about it for. They even offered me some money up front. And I was like, you know, which is unheard of today. You don't you don't get that today. Amazon uh, did? No, this was like
2: a distributor. Oh, okay. This
3: is like an actual no. uh, distribution company. Um, wow. You know, and they they wanted to take the movie on under their label and they, you know, offered me money. But they said, you got to you got to blur it out. And I and I, I, you know, I slept on it and I. Oh, that's a I hard one. It. Yeah, it was tough, but I just I didn't want to do it because I it doesn't it's not going it, to it's I did it for a reason when I filmed it, you know. And this
2: is why this is why I have to sing the praises of people like Trauma and yeah. Lloyd Kaufman. Yes, they, you know, Mario, bring your film to you know to me. Uh, you know, we'll you know we'll distribute. It. Basically, if you have a conversation with Lloyd Kaufman about the issue with Amazon, th- he would have a quizzical look on his face, like, "What are they talking about? What's you know? Uh, right. it, they're all about." Well, the, well first of all, they're, they're all about you know making a profit. You all exactly. you have to, be. but they're also about you um, keeping your vision on screen.
3: You're right, and that's yeah. what makes sense. Yeah. yeah.
2: And so that that is, I mean, the the whole plus of this uh, of this Amazon business is that you were able to get with with trauma, and uh, and you yeah. know attach attach human hibachi to this amazing massive very well-known name
3: yeah and that's what really sold it was because i knew they'd be able to really push the film out there and once yeah. they released it it really just it lit up
2: yeah can you can that's you tell wonderful. i'm a fan of toxic avenger i mean can I, you oh, know, yeah can that
3: you that, that was one of the reasons i signed
2: with them. <laughs> yeah. good old Toxic. yes yes
3: yeah that, that was one of the reasons because like i said I've, I've been going to horror cons for a while and just you know, they're always out there, so I was like, you know, yeah, this is for the it, it was the right fit. It really was, and that's it sold it. That's a match made in heaven. Okay. Human Aboxy Trauma. Was.
2: You kidding me? Yeah. yeah, it was a dream
3: come true, man. Growing up watching the Toxic Avenger and yeah. I think Lloyd oh, I think would, would no, probably
2: no. say that's a match made in heaven or a marriage made in hell. I don't I can't <laughs> exactly know. I don't know. Done. Marriages
1: are usually done. Uh, <laughs> so when, when's the barbecue sauce tie-in come in?
3: The barbecue sauce tie-in? <laughs> I yes, human sauce. Yeah, that would I, be cool. You know, it's funny, would be to make like a cookbook or something, like a picture cookbook.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, I hear I you, man. Know. I want your next sequel to be sponsored by Heinz. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Heinz, yeah, <laughs> there you go, Heinz or A1 steak sauce. A1 steak sauce.
1: Yeah, just don't rub it. that stuff in your eyes,
2: though. No, because <laughs> then you get hindsight.
0: No, yeah. <laughs>
2: Wah,
4: wah. <laughs> ah,
0: so, so what's, what do you have uh uh coming up next mario
3: all right so i mean we just i literally today i just got done casting the final role for the sequel the the, the new film is going to be called human hibachi 2 feast in the forest it's going to be Woo. uh feast yeah, in the forest uh, feast in the forest yeah it's going to be uh filmed in the woods but there's a whole you'll see when you see it, it's a, a big uh wraparound story to you know what's going on you know in the sequel um, well, good. Yeah, um, and it's going to be uh, this summer. I'm filming that. Um, and then I, uh, I'm working on a, uh, a a project called "The House in the Pines" uh, that I wrote and produced. I'm producing um, uh, the guy from "Nightmare on Elm Street," production designer. His name's Mick Strawn. He's going to be the director. Um, so yeah, we got some big things going on with that man. I got some Hollywood talent attached to that now. So we're seeking like. So yeah, around like 300,000 for that, so yeah, that's pretty much cool. where we're at with that. Yeah, that's fantastic, it's very cool, man. Yeah, so you know, I just I take it one day at a time.
0: And where can everyone find a human hibachi if they want to go right now on the internet and look for it watch oh, it? Yes,
3: uh, so yeah, I mean, you could go on humanhibachi.com, you can get a DVD there, or uh, go on tromannow.com and you can stream it on there which Is actually free, I think they offer like the first month free, and you can stream Ooh. all their films on there. Yeah, and they're
0: also available on Roku. I have um, them on uh, my, my channel lined I didn't up. Know so.
3: that. I yeah, didn't know yeah, that.
0: they're on Roku. I it's called um, Troma Now, I believe.
3: Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, what do you ask? You like, like, download the oh, you go on Roku and then download it or something?
0: Yeah, like you that. search for it. Um, sometimes right. not all the horror channels immediately come up, you have to type in the name. Uh, um, yeah, but if you look up Troma, it, it's really easy. I mean, it's ridiculously oh, cool. easy um then that was gonna be my question if you hadn't mentioned trauma i was going to mention all the other horror channels that are streaming you know all the indie horror content but yeah. hey, you got in with trauma you're you're set
3: <laughs> yeah i was good with that uh that was kind of like i said it was like a dream come true man because i know when i got into this business i was i was messaged i just listen i, I was messaging them left and right about my other movies and they didn't even get back to me so you know when they got back to me on this and they said they loved it i was like all right let's go <laughs> it was a no brainer yeah. yeah. oh yeah yeah, it was a no-brainer. Uh, can I ask a technical question? Yes. Uh,
1: what cameras were you using for this? I love that you did it in 4K. iPhone. iPhone. iPhone.
0: iPhone, iPhone. iPhone.
3: awesome. A shot on the iPhone. The iPhone, um, which
0: one? Uh
3: Oh, man. So it was 2018. <laughs> that was 2018. So that might have been the what do we have now? I have 11 now. Like, like the nine or something. The nine? Yeah, like yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I you confused. know it, it's four K, but it's not a true four K. So I mean like yeah, the iPhone's four K, it might say it is, but it's not a red four K or a RE four K. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So you know it's it's, it's it still it's, looks
0: hot um, damn nice though on iPhone.
3: Yeah, it, it gives the look I was looking for for like that found footage, you know. So yeah. which is, you know.
0: And I know a previous reviewer mentioned it, but it doesn't it, it was the found footage thank god it wasn't that bouncy found footage because i'm so sick of those yeah. oh, yeah. i'm so wow. freaking sick of those guys
3: yeah like where they're running and running and it's yeah oh and you can't see yeah. anything
0: i think the last good one was uh vhs yeah that wasn't
3: that wasn't bad at all i liked that a lot yeah but you know yeah. what it was it, it's it's uh so the reason i sold it to made it make it look a little you know more steady was they were amateur filmmakers. So they say that in the film. They're like, you know, he's an amateur yeah. filmmaker, so. No. Obviously he's gonna make it look a little better <laughs> than, you know, yeah, exactly. So, yeah.
1: Well, you know, as, a, as someone that has watched a lot of these movies, as I have my show, uh, I don't think it detracts when someone uh, has a, a found footage that isn't incredibly bouncy without having to say that they're uh, uh, students or something. Because right. I think the the whole bounciness became, uh, you know, it started out as that was a side effect of us not knowing what we're doing, and then it became, right. well, that's the style of the movie, so we have to bounce it even if we don't need to, right. and it just got overdone to death.
3: It did, yeah. I yeah. agree. I agree. And uh, you know, now we know about death. We do. <laughs> Blair Witch Project is like, you know, obviously that's the that was the king of bounciness. Yes. So.
0: And, and you know, that, the bounciness found its way into sci-fi. If you look at uh, any of the J.J. Abrams behind the scenes of Star Trek, mm-hmm. he was behind the scenes rocking his camera the whole time. Like, wow. I need this thing shaking. Why? Because found footage movies, you know, it gave you that uh, extra level of realism. In- initially, it- no, it's I agree. Like it was more real. It's like someone's holding in. It. It's more personal. It's right. I- I'm actually there. Um, it-, it found its way for a little bit in the mainstream.
3: It does. It's you know. It's and, and, and as a indie filmmaker, it's actually fun to do. When you uh, when you're working on the like I, on my other movies, you're working with a big crew and camera guys and all that. That's a lot of stress. And when I'm yeah. holding the camera and I'm directing and I'm holding the camera man, it's like it's just like having fun. You know. And that was kind of the reason I went the found footage route as well.
4: Yeah. I
1: find that uh, some places work so hard to make to go for the realism that it detracts uh, a, a non horror series right uh, that was the thing i didn't like with uh, the new battlestar galactica was uh there their shots of the the ships in space was very accurate you would mm-hmm. uh, jerk around a little bit till you saw the ship in the way distance and then the zoom right. would be in and out of focus it just made you nauseous watching yeah. it did
0: yeah i yeah, agree okay. i agree yeah. and i love that, you know, that show
1: that may be accurate but that's not what i want to see when i see a movie i want Trust me, I don't want anything to do with accuracy when it comes to Martian babes, you know.
0: <laughs> most of the interior shots, I don't want to go too much in um, um, BSG, but most of the interior shots were shaky as well. And after a yes. while, that kind of wore on me because I couldn't focus. I couldn't focus as much on the story as I wanted to because my I, I was constantly having to adjust to what the cameraman was doing.
4: Exactly, which is
3: tough. You don't want to have to work that hard
4: hey leave my camera people alone okay <laughs> they did the best they could okay you i was only paying was them peanuts come on no they i'm joking paid? yeah they did with peanuts
1: you know how many jobs i've been on that we didn't get paid paid?
4: Mm-hmm. I'm,
3: I'm not i know Al. <laughs> that's the business yeah it's crazy man well
0: i'd like to thank you for coming on mario um, yes. I really appreciate uh, you giving us the opportunity to watch *Human Hibachi* and uh, talking about and And uh, congratulations on uh, your distribution deal with *Trauma*, uh, your film festivals, and uh, we'll be eagerly, um, you know, looking for news on *The Human Hibachi* too.
3: Yeah, I totally appreciate you guys having me, man. It was awesome, and uh, yeah, thank you so much.
4: And, and I appreciate- Oh, go ahead, Joe. I was just going to say uh, Mario, we wish you all the best with the sequel and keep us in the loop whenever your film gets done and you can let us know if it's going to premiere someplace yeah. and we can promote it.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely let you know uh, when that gets wrapped up and when it's getting ready to the show. Excellent. Uh, well, yeah, when you get a trailer or something, yes. send a copy of it. I'll throw it up on the show. You guys rock!
1: Right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much, guys.
2: You're oh, so on, you. me, Mario.
1: And do thanks. come to our film fest and bring your piano. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
3: all the way from Jersey. Yeah, yes. <laughs> hey, I'm covering evening. shipping
0: fees. <laughs> yeah.
3: All right, guys. All right, Mario, you take right. care. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a
0: good night. You too. You too. So, before we go, what do you got, Al, cooking
1: this week? What do I have cooking? You know, uh, well, you know, I've I got the show going. I, I have a. We're going to be doing a whole bunch of work on location for the show. We just got clearance for that. And we start filming next week, so it should be very exciting.
0: Awesome. Uh, and what's the
1: I, I can't say just yet because oh. it, it, it won't be out for quite a while.
0: Well, let's play Wheel uh, of Fortune. Give us a few letters and we'll figure it
2: out. <laughs> there's a C, there's an R. <laughs> Is there an O? Pat! Oh, if Joey, step in as Banner White. Come on, come yes. on, step in. <laughs> there, we go.
0: those titles. Hey, you got the long hair? Shake it. Yes, I do. <laughs> the
1: the one other thing is, I don't know if I've mentioned it. I've I've had a sort of a soft opening. Uh, the original Creature Features is now on Roku. So, Absolutely. I hadn't mentioned that before. I wanted to throw that up there, so you can watch my, a bunch of my old shows still for free on uh, on Roku. And
0: that's Creature Feature Show.
1: The original Creature Features.
0: The original Creature Features. Yes, under Creature Features Excellent. Network. Kevin, what you got going on?
2: Well, I've got a couple of uh, a couple of things. Um, I've got an article I'm finishing up for on the Hammer Mummy series for uh, Scary, Scary Monsters Magazine. They're doing a... Hell yeah. One of their upcoming issues is they're doing a Universal versus Hammer um, a, a Mummy series um, comparison... And so I've got that is uh, uh, it, it's coming up. That's a lot of fun. It's gonna uh, be a about- battle. You know, it, it's one of my favorite, uh, you know, film uh, you know, film series. And I really think Hammer beats it. But uh, uh, I've got that. I've got um, more stuff coming. We we have several uh, books that uh, We Belong Dead's writers are involved uh, involved in as contributing uh, writers uh there's uh coming masters of terror uh where we take a look at uh, a lot of people both behind the camera and uh, and in front of the camera who uh oh gosh i can't take all creative. the credit stop stop kevin stop what's that yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can't take you, you all gotta, that credit you gotta take credit take some <laughs> credit please. but uh no oh. so there's where we talked where we where we each uh you know do pieces on, on people like uh, like uh John Carpenter or Luigi Cosi or or you know or you know actors in front of the camera, that kind of thing. So we've got that book going on. And there's a few there's a bunch of other uh, uh other things. I, I kinda of believe in always keeping busy and uh oh, I, I hear that absolutely things.
4: Yeah.
2: I have uh something in the works with uh, uh with Screen magazine, um which is gonna be another uh History of the Mummy and Horror Films uh, Overview, and it's actually going to be a paid, gig, paid article. Woohoo! Which is Woo-hoo. it's not a bad uh, bad thing when I'll someone sends you a check, you know? So that's uh, that's going to be. Uh, you got to keep uh, us in the loop when these come out. I, I, will, uh, the, um, oh. I keep you in the loop. The Cinema of the Seventies uh, Magazine that we talked about last. Yep, uh, that was in show, the last podcast uh, that show notes. Comes that comes out uh, end of this month, I believe. And uh, I'll let you know certainly about uh, uh, about all the other stuff. There you go, so,
4: Kevin. Thank you. Hey, you're thank you so very much. welcome, man. Yeah, yeah, no, no Thank busy, busy you.
0: Yeah, you guys bring all the, the knowledge, the expertise. You know, I'm just winging it over here. There That's really what all I'm doing. doing. You bring the technology. I'm just trying not to suck. You guys are the horror hosts. You bring (laughs) the
1: technology. Stretch those wings.
2: I learned more about camera operation from you than I have from anybody else. You bring the technology. Oh, thank you. That is just... Joe, I didn't want to leave you.
4: You got anything? Oh, oh, of course. You can leave me anytime, buddy. No, no, I'm basically uh, waiting to get the word back, but I am still doing some new upcoming shows which I hope to drop off over at Create soon. Awesome. So that, you know, talking about upcoming horror films like, hey, the new rumor about Rob Zombie redoing the monsters. Hmm. So, but yeah, yeah, I'll be a lot of fun.
0: Now, I know you guys aren't, um, I know we've, we've, we're we no longer Um, talking with uh, Mario, we're talking about uh, just regular horror. I know you guys aren't into the video game horror scene, um, but Mm -hmm. I am actively trying to look for someone from uh, one of the companies that puts on um, some of the titles. Um, So if I can get somebody on, great. If not, um, then maybe Uh, I'll just, uh, we'll talk about it in in, in like a meta form.
4: Anthony. Uh, because I don't know if any of you guys know, but I'm kind of like on a website called Twitch. Uh You know, I haven't, I haven't, you know, broadcast yet on it, but I go in there and I listen to the musicians and I do watch some video games and, you know, if you're looking for someone like, you know, like horror themed video games, I can look around And, you know, see if maybe one of those people would like to come on and discuss their love for the video game. Absolutely. Reach out.
0: Yeah. And um, I can also just talk about um, what it's like to experience a horror game. It's I I can tell you uh, maybe we make that into its own show, um, but I can tell you that um, when you're walking through a, a haunted house, it's a lot different than watching someone walk through that haunted house especially yeah, when it's um, you experiencing everything. it um especially when you're on the playstation 5 which is the the newest the next gen console that came out um the the sensory and the feelings now um are, are non unparalleled. um it will scare the shit out of you um going back to the older titles um replaying it on the new with the the, the higher resolution um, oh the, yeah! The, more, the new technology that's in the uh, the controller—it's it, it, crazy. And I'm not even talking about virtual reality, which is a completely different monster. I'm just yeah, talking about story. looking at the screen. So uh, we can save that flair But it, um, okay, my my Anthony. my vision for the show has always been all types of horror. You know, so with the okay. written horror, okay. the film horror, and um, you know, even uh, illustrations. Uh, we're looking for people,
4: mm-hmm. um, oh, and also in, in the
0: video game realm.
4: Oh, by the way, uh, Anthony, before we end, uh, show uh, Kevin and Al what you just recently learned about playing music.
0: <laughs> oh, you mean in Zoom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll save that for the uh, the live screening. Uh, it's just an oh, added okay. feature. Um, it, it's background <laughs> music that you can play. Um, oh, so we're not sitting I here. Wanted here to, Anthony, I wanted to, Anthony, I wanted
2: you, you talked about, uh, you know, I want to thank you, Anthony, for uh, even though this is a uh, a horror, um, you know, themed podcast. Thanks for uh, for allowing me to extend out to doing our first ever science fiction author. Yes, podcast. Absolutely, Uh, yeah. Guesting. It's it's a far cry from you know from horror. It's uh, uh, Gary Morganstein. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm equally a fan of sci-fi. Right, and I am as well. uh, You know. You guys may not I've know none. but i'm a big huge star trek fan yeah so, you're a trekkie yes i'm a trekkie i am on a marathon right now of watching star trek voyager and just enjoying the heck out of it just like i did uh you know 20 years ago oh voyager uh, so. was amazing
0: i've rewatched uh, the next generation all the episodes at least three times and um if you're ever curious uh bbc uh, usually has episodes running, and um, sure. if you have heroes and icons, um, they sure. they will run all of the series one after the other in chronological order, starting with the original Star Trek series.
2: Even better, though, I have I have Amazon, so uh, Amazon Prime, so I can watch. Any- yeah, you can watch anything anytime.
4: <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it's funny watching Star an
2: Trek, episode uh, that you don't a have any control over. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
4: I'll I'll talk oh, right, to right. a That's couple. Right. I'll talk to a couple of my friends who are horror authors see if they might want to come on. And uh, Anthony, I'll send you some music from the Midnight Syndicate. So you Excellent. can check out there. And they're about ready to release a new CD that's actually a DVD of their live performance.
0: Yeah. And we might have something new from Jonathan Cartwright, who is a previous uh, guest on our show. Uh, yes. He has a movie coming out and he's also scoring it. So um we'll probably be yeah, hearing he... from
2: Jonathan really soon here. Yeah. So
0: we'll go ahead and wrap it. All right. Um, right.
2: Yeah, he Jonathan can you he can produce, send me uh, videos and that and, and things like that because I do things for him with H with and N uh and so forth. He's he's like a a eager, eager kid. Yeah, he's a good he, guy. He yeah. really well, is.
0: Really we'll is. go ahead and call <laughs> it here, guys. Uh, Okay, I'm gonna go. Join us. You guys uh, enjoy the rest of your evening, and thank you again for listening to the uh, Grim and Bloody podcast. Good
4: night, everybody. Bye, bye. everyone.